everybody. So winter break just ended, and I watched my last movie, um, which was Uncut Gems for winter break, and I'll probably do a review of that later. Um, but I just kind of wanted to, since I watched a lot of movies, I was looking at the list and I kind of thought to myself, huh. Talk about all of these, not because they're bad. Actually, some of them were really good. It's just I feel I don't have to explain myself a lot, or the things I liked or disliked were kind of pre- pretty minor. Um, so it could be done in a couple sentences, but I figured um, that would kind of be pretty in- inconsistent if I had just um, if my cast review was 12 minutes. And my review for First Man was two, so <clears throat> so I'm just kind of calling these uh, quickies, just kind of go over the basics of what I liked and what I didn't, and give it a final score. Um, first is, funny enough, um, First Man. It's the story about um, Neil Armstrong and the first uh, moon landing. Um, it was good. Um, it was nominated for a lot of Oscars, so it kind of drew my attention in that sense. Um, I didn't really like the character of Neil Armstrong. Not once is it explained, and, and I'm not asking for kind of like an exposition dump or anything, but we never even just get it from him, like why he wants to do this. Yeah, we kind of get that there's a sense of well, because no one has done it before, but yeah, we are, we all know that, why does, what's his motivation as a character? So I kind of was bummed out by that, I never grew attached to anyone, um, the character drama kind of seemed to come out of nowhere when it did happen, but really good sound design and music, um, even though he didn't really have a great character, Ryan Gosling was amazing, and I just realizing I might have mispronounced his name. Um, and there's some really tense scenes, um, so I give it a 7 out of 10. Um, moving on with Ryan Gosling? Gosling? I, I don't know. With Ryan G, we have Drive. Um, and it's about his character is now the same character, but he plays a driver for kind of like heists and bank robbers. Um, if you've ever seen Baby Driver, um, it's those aren't similar, but it's kind of like a similar occupation. And so Ryan Gosling's character um, kind of grows to like love this uh, single mother um, raising a kid. And then the dad and husband comes back from prison, and it's kind of about his conflict, and then there's kind of another plot where um, he's going to be, like, doing a race and sponsors, kind of some organized crime going on. Um, it's really good. It's, uh, the music's amazing. Uh, Gosling gives a great performance. Um, Oscar Isaac and Ron Perlman are in it, too. They're really good. Just overall a really good kind of um, crime drama without too much an emphasis like on the crime and on the drama. Not to say it's like a tame movie as far as violence goes because in the third act it 
does get pretty violent, but really good. Um, only thing I didn't really like about it is that his motivation seemed to vary between the two plots because they had the plot of he's in love with this one girl and the plot of he's a driver and loves driving. And the motivation got a little mixed up with these two plots. Um, overall, great movie. Uh, I give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, next is Room, starring Brie Larson. It's um, the story, not a real story, um, about how she is kidnapped. We don't see the kidnapping, but it, it's explained later. And put in um, a room, and then kind of by a, like a crazy guy. And then she eventually has a son, and then her and her son have to break out. Um, and it's really good. Brie Larson is really good. I, I never cared for her character in the Avengers movies or any of the Marvel movies, but she's really good in this. Um, she pulls off the character, and we definitely kind of get her motivation, and we get what she's trying to portray. She just does it really well. I, it was This movie was nominated for a lot of awards. Um... The only thing I didn't like is that um, the kid actor who does do a good job can get annoying at times. Um, maybe that's what they were going for, but I, anytime he was going on for a while, I found myself just really, really just kind of hoping, oh, please have him stop talking, he got, he just got really annoying. Next is, um, not a great movie, I sometimes just like to turn on a movie or a show, just have some background noise if I want to do something else, if I'm working on something else, so that was the case with some of these, and, um, first one of that is Daddy's Home 2, I don't know, Will Ferrell movies are I mean, it's not like Adam Sandler levels of comedy where it's just, they're all really bad. Um, there are some good moments um, from his kind of style of comedy, but I've never found myself invested. Um, it's never like kind of the level of comedy we get from like an Edgar Wright film or something. Like, you're never actually invested in the story or characters. And yeah, that's kind of how it is in Daddy's Home too. Uh, I, uh, I mean, it's it's okay. It's nothing special. The couple things I liked about it were there is a joke every now and then, just kind of like the odd joke that came out of nowhere and you chuckled unexpectedly. The cast has good chemistry. It does have quite the cast. You've got. Will Ferrell, uh, Mark Wahlberg, John Lithgow, Mel Gibson, John Cena. Um, yeah, it's uh, they have good chemistry. That's kind of the best praise I can give this movie. Yeah, I give it a four out out of ten. Next up is The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. Um, I love Jim Carrey. I, I love just how kind of 
um, outrageous he can be in his com- comedy um, without necessarily like having to be mean-spirited like other uh, comedics are not that that's a bad thing but when you can just be funny just being yourself then that's a good thing and that's really what Jim Carrey movies are it's just him playing himself he's um, and so the plot of the mask is that uh, Jim Carrey's character is you know you're down on your luck kind of person and he comes across this mythical magical mask anytime he puts it on he's turned into this kind of over exaggeration of himself with abilities like he can um, make there's one scene where he's kind of there's a whole kind of police squad with guns pointed at him and they all start doing the Congo and that sounds really dumb but Jim Carrey's just personal charm and personality kind of mixed into it mixes it really well it feels really cartoony but in the best way possible um but there's nothing there as far as character or plot you'll probably just remember the humor but the humor's done really well so yeah overall solid movie i give it a 7 out of 10 Next is Rocky IV. I was actually pretty happy I was able to get my hands on this. I got a lot of these from the library and just kind of watched them off of DVD. Um, I started getting into the Rocky movies when I saw the trailer for Creed II, which is a really good trailer. Um, I usually don't say... I usually say that... Um, don't see a movie based off a trailer because a lot of people don't know this but most of the time directors and people that work on the movie actually have no say on what the trailer ends up being um, which can lead to kind of some mismarketing so I always just appreciate a trailer as a trailer and not as a representation of the movie it's more just kind of like a short video clip um, but the trailer for Creed 2 was really good and um, so I kind of decided, hey, I want to, I want to watch this, so I want to know all the Rocky kind of mythos, I want to know everything there is, so I was really happy to find Rocky IV, and, um, it was alright, I mean, there wasn't anything I kind of, like, thought to myself afterwards, other than, wow, this makes me, um, want to work out, (laughs) the Rocky movies always really do a good job with that, um, I mean, so the plot is that, I'll try not to spoil it here, if you haven't seen Rocky IV, if you're interested, so, there's this Russian boxer called Drago, I don't remember his last name, or the my own right his name is Ivan Drago and so he's supposed to be this like oh, heavyweight kind of big guy and he's making a name for himself um, and this kind of took place during it took place during the 80s during kind of a pretty high time during the Cold War between the US and the USSR um, so it was pretty bold of them to make a movie uh, about this it's kind of like if for example they made a movie 
very patriotic, only from the American's point of view movie about kind of our involvements with the Middle East. Um, so it's, it's kind of awkward because the whole movie just has this negative mentality towards Russia and the Russians are just played as, ooh, big, tough Russian. Like, and their characters aren't really anything past that. So the, one of Rocky's friends who wants to kind of get back into it and I did actually like his mo- motivation um, of kind of wanting to get back into his prime, wanting to be remembered. But he's killed by the Russian boxer. And so that Rocky, to kind of avenge his friend, challenges the boxer. And then training montages ensue. Da, 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 standard kind of Rocky movie stuff. And I think that's kind of what was starting to weigh this down. A lot of the likable characters have been killed off um, from various things. So what we're left with are kind of, because they kill off the likable characters to try and have an impact, but then what ends up happening is that we're left with all these unlikable characters, and I think that's actually why the Creed movie started, because the Rocky franchise kind of drove itself into the ground. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's the same Rocky movie, essentially. They really have just kind of gotten worse in quality, at least from one to four. So yeah, um, the fight scenes are still entertaining, the workout montages are always fun to watch, so I give it a 5 out of 10. Next is another um, Jim Carrey film of uh, Bruce Almighty, uh, kind of similar to The Mask, Jim Carrey plays a guy that's down on his luck, and so he kind of makes the bold claim to God, like, oh, you hate me, and so God, in the form of Morgan Freeman, um, says, oh, you think you can do such a good job? So Jim Carrey's character, Bruce, is given the powers of God, and then he has to learn kind of not to be selfish. Um, kind of like the mask. The, of course, the character and plot aren't going to be anything crazy, um, but the humor isn't as good. It's still pretty funny to see kind of Jim Carrey literally be God. Um, but, yeah, there's not much, not much else to it besides that. Uh, another Jim Carrey, and just because I really do like Jim Carrey, is Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I wanted to like this because I've heard it referenced a lot. Um, I wasn't expecting anything great, but... So, remember how earlier I said that I like Jim Carrey's kind of comedic style because it's not mean-spirited? Well, maybe it was just because of the time, or writers, or what, but this one felt really mean-spirited. It was super, like, insulting to the, um, to the homosexual and the trans communities, just with stereotypes and of just bad imagery uh, yeah I just I kind of felt myself disliking the characters we were supposed to like it's yeah um, and the humor isn't that great either I think this is one of his earlier roles and he was still kind of finding his acting style um, just not a great movie I, I really didn't like it I, w- I don't think I'd even put it on I just wanted background noise, so I give that a 3 out of 10. 
Anchorman uh, is next, and it has uh, starring Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, and Paul Rudd, and a couple famous other people I can't remember. Ben Stiller makes a cameo as a Hispanic news anchor, <laughs> um, and it was actually re- really funny, kind of the same thing as the others. The motivation and plot and characters aren't really there, um, but that kind of ties into the humor more. They do a better job of that than in kind of some of the other movies. His motivation and the plot are used more as like comedic jokes. Um, but it's really funny. The four male leads have really good chemistry. I, I'd even say the main kind of male and female lead have really good chemistry too. Will Ferrell just seems kind of click with everyone in this, and it's really good. Steve Carell was my favorite. Um, it was, yeah, it was really funny. Um, next is Blockers, starring John Cena, because I always forget to look at who's actually in these movies. Um, the general kind of plot of it is that these three parents whose three daughters are all friends for their prom, they all want to have sex, but kind of wanting to preserve the innocence of their daughters, they, the parents, consist, consisting of, um, a mom and two dads, don't want this to happen, so they try and stop it and kind of raunchy comedy ensues um it's a lot better than making it sound i was actually pleasantly surprised i went into this thinking okay this is gonna be you know another another daddy's home too or another bruce almighty you know like nothing great but it actually does some of the stuff that it does really well um the high school element of it is handled well and I never found myself kind of groaning at what obviously like adult writers thought modern day high schoolers would talk like. Um, there's actually some good heart behind it and some good motivation and dialogue. Like I, I could feel with some of the characters even though I wasn't going through some of their problems and that's really what you want in a movie. Of course there were some like, you know, kind of cliche things about it, like parents have falling out with their kids, um, yeah, so only those things kind of brought it down for me as far as quality goes, so I give blockers an 8 out of 10. Next is, I think, the oldest film I watched over break, 1964, yeah, or 68, um, The Graduate, starring an extremely young Dustin Hoffman, if you ever heard the quote, Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me, aren't you? That's kind of where, that's from, The Graduate. Um, It's good, it's good. It wasn't as good as I I heard it was, as I kind of expected it to be, which is kind of a bummer. Um, His motivation kind of seemed over the place. The general plot is that it's about a a graduate. And um, he's seduced by one of his parents' older friends, much older friends. Not that there's anything illegal with their relationship. He's well over 18. Um, and so it kind of ties into that. I'm sure it was very kind of scandalous for its time. Um, but then he eventually kind of starts to fall for 
that woman's daughter, and that becomes like a conflict of, of, of interest. I never found Dustin Hoffman, the main character, particularly likable. I never really... It seemed like an oddly specific scenario that I never could really associate with him in that, or I could never kind of... He never kind of conveyed it in the way that, yeah, I can understand that, even though I haven't experienced that. Um, really good cinematography. I was noticing the camera angles are really good. The editing is really good. Um, it's just kind of characters and motivation and is where it kind of falls flat. So I give The Graduate an 8 out of 10. Next is If Beale Street Could Talk, which is a movie that um, is about... Oh, what's it about again? Um, a, it takes place in the 60s, 70s? I, I forget which one, but kind of more of a period piece. It's about how a black man is accused of raping a, um, a Hispanic woman and kind of being a period piece it does kind of indulge into the racial relation and allegation that will kind of ensue with that um and it's really good um it's the soundtrack is amazing um and the, it's really well acted the dialogue is really good uh you see both kind of you see the end and the beginning of the main character's relationship kind of at the start of the movie and it keeps going back and forth to when they kind of first met and now kind of like their last legs and it's really good it handles that really really well um the only thing i didn't like is that some scenes seem to drag on kind of longer than they should have which could have made it shorter I'm never the kind of person that's like, oh, I wish this movie was shorter. I've sat through an entire kind of binging of the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy. So I'm never a person to complain about that. But some things just kind of went on for too long when they didn't need to. Next is Tag, starring um, Ed Helms, Jeremy Renner, Hannibal Buress, and some other people I can't remember. It's a, based on a true story, actually. I thought this was just played as a joke, but at the end they show kind of some of the clips of the actual people, and it turns out it actually is based off a true story about the same group of friends that have been playing Tag, the game Tag, for over 30 years. And one year, they want to try and tag this one guy, Jeremy Renner's character, who's never been tagged. Um, it's kind of your standard popcorn flick, which is kind of a shame. Mostly because the comedy isn't really funny. I'm sure it's appealing to some people. Um, I'm not one of those people. I didn't find it very funny. Um, the things that I did like about it was, um, I kind of like the third act. It's revealed that one of the characters has cancer, and that's not really something, and it's not played off as a joke or anything, it's just kind of best part of his motivation. Um, and that kind of came out of nowhere, and I was like, 
like, wow, that, that kind of took a dark turn, but it kind of worked well with the movie. But besides that, didn't do anything great. Um, I give Tag a 5 out of 10. If I forgot, because I'm just looking at it now, if I forgot to give Bruce Almighty and If Beale Street Could Talk ratings, um, Bruce Almighty is a 6 out of 10, and If Beale Street Could Talk is a 9 out of 10. Moving on to another Jim Carrey movie, um, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. I forget why I watched this, because I looked at the disc and remembered really not liking the first one, so I popped it in and did not like the first scene of Jim Carrey climbing a mountain to save a single raccoon. Um, but then it got better. It takes place more in the jungle, and it, it takes place in Africa, where he deals with, like, all these tribes of kind of, um, uh, native people. I was really expecting some kind of not-so-politically-correct, um, like, kind of comments about tribes and stuff, but... It was actually better. It wasn't anything great. Like, it's not an amazing comedy. But it was still better than the first one. It just, it wasn't as mean-spirited. So I give that a 4 out of 10. And last on my list of quickies um, is Big Trouble in Little China, which is um, starring Kurt Russell in the lead role. And I don't know if I can explain the plot, but John Carpenter, it's made by John Carpenter, the, uh, di- the director and music and soundtrack maker of Halloween and The Thing. So it was neat to see him take on kind of a different genre because this was definitely an action comedy um, starring Kurt Russell in the 80s. And it was actually good. Um, it wasn't anything great, but it, it was good. I, I, I liked it. Um, it has a very campy feel to it that kind of takes itself the right amount of serious. Um, uh, again, kind of the... It's the characters, actually. The plot's actually pretty good in this one. It has kind of a lot of cool kind of Chinese mythos stuff. I don't know how accurate it is, though, and if it's actually offensive and so that's bad for me to like it, but I I really did like it, Um, so I give it a 7 out of 10 for for good. Alright, that's my list of quickies. That's not all the movies I watched over break. Um, The other ones I'm going to do one by one, because I I want to uh, kind of analyze them more and give them their own episode, so... Look forward to that. As always, feel uh, please kind of share this with people you think you would enjoy it, whether that's friends or family members. Um, if you think that I should, if you have a specific movie you want me to review, I'll happily do that. Just message me somehow, and I'll guarantee you that I can review that, whether that's a movie or just a movie-based subject. So, yeah. Hope you enjoyed the episode.